episode 29 of Tilly and Ella. We are two best friends who currently live over a thousand miles apart, but nevertheless decided to start a podcast together. We've dedicated our efforts to the grand... (laughs) 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 You know, I was going to mess up once one of these days, so there it was. There it is. We've dedicated our efforts to the grandkids we assume will have one day so they will know how young and vibrant their grandmas once were. These are the good old days, and we're here to report them live from our youth. If you're not dancing after that theme song, do you have a song? with you? Yeah. Well, uh, Hannah and Kaylee here, we're back. Episode 29, which in a few mere days we will be 29. So this is like our, by the time this comes out, this will be our golden episode. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) (laughs) So there we go. Um, On this golden episode, we'd really appreciate if you gave us a follow on Instagram or Facebook or both. Mm. Encourage your friends to give us a follow, do a little interacting, tell us a story, um, if you want to read a story about us, you can go to our website, tillyandella.com. Um, our handles are also Tilly and Ella, T-I-L-L-I-E-A-N-D-E-L-L-A. So I love reading what, I love reading the stuff that people send us. One of my favorites recently was, so if you follow us on Instagram, uh, remember when I posted it was for Easter, like a Pinterest fail lamb cake (laughs) yeah so if you've ever seen those pinterest fails where it's like it has the beautiful photo that you see on pinterest and then when someone tries to do it they put their horrible (laughs) picture next to it as like a side by side and for easter i posted one of a lamb cake and someone literally Mm -hmm. messaged me did you see that message hannah she's like so um i actually just had one of these cakes for easter and she sent me a picture (laughs) of Oh, I don't think someone, I saw that. Someone tried to make the lamb cake, and it was so funny. So we love getting stuff like that. I'll send it to you so you can see it. <laughs> it cracks me up. All right, good. Well, since you mentioned that, I had kind of forgotten. Um, I had someone tell me, giving me an update of, of what it means to be a feminist and explaining oh. that a little bit more. Because oh, we were both <laughs> kind of like, we're not sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, please enlighten. Please or, enlighten me. Yeah, we probably sound like bumbling. We're like, hi, two white girls here talking about how <laughs> we've never had any issues, so we don't know what feminism is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we can get into all of that. Um, just have a few things to talk about. Uh, I want to know what you think. I think we've talked about Aldi a little bit, but I've been really getting into it. And I have a few favorite products from there. Also, Drew and I went to Greenville this weekend, and Ooh. it was not what we expected. And not the fun Greenville, South Carolina, the other Greenville, Tennessee. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, so I have just a couple other little things we can talk about if we get to it, but not really worth mentioning. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Okay, uh, my topics for the week include my college hard drive that I've mentioned (laughs) before, um, living room demolition, Mm -hmm. and a Pinterest, something happened to me on Pinterest. Okay. (laughs) So, yeah. To start out, do you want to start with feminism or do you want to start with something lighter? Um, let's just start with it. Okay. So. <clears throat> Welcome All right. to Tilly and Ella. <laughs> These are the good old days. Yeah. All right. So she sent me a screenshot that she's listening to the episode, talking to squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> and then she put a couple of gifs over it, which were really funny. Um, 
One of them is two birds carrying a little banner that says equality, and then another one is a girl with pigtails holding a sign that says feminism above her head. Oh, cute. So, got that, and she said, so basically, if you believe women deserve the same opportunities slash rights slash treatment as men, you are a feminist. Men and women can be feminists. It's not about putting men down, which is reverse sexism. Uh, It doesn't mean you can't still appreciate chivalry or embrace socially conditioned feminine, in quotes, things like domestic, domestic city. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Good Lord. Uh, wearing makeup, etc. <laughs> it's it's just saying, hey, I want it recognized that I am just as worthy and valuable in this situation as I am, I am now, in parentheses, a woman, as I would be if I were a man instead. Example, don't be sexist in how you treat me, reward me, acknowledge my thoughts and ideas or worth, etc. So it goes both ways. So it's, mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think that's something, too, that... Sometimes women maybe are get an easier time taking on them. It's like if it would have been a man, they would have gotten more brutally, which I would argue, um, let's not yell at men either. Let's right. just stop <laughs> yelling at people, especially you know, if it's like in a work situation or something. Yeah. Like, you don't, you know. Uh, let's see. Also, feminists generally recognize women collectively are at a disadvantage. So there's that notion of trying to be a sisterhood and help each other climb the ladder and fight against sexist comments slash treatment collectively. Uh, and I said, well, there you go. The more, you know, and thanks for defining it for me. She says, you're welcome. I think more people are feminist than they realize. There's mm-hmm. just a negative inaccurate connotation around the term and they never think they are one. And yeah, that's so good. Go. I like that definition. I think where I get hung up is the, the opposite reaction that she mentioned where it's like sometimes I see what what I see people who say they're feminists doing I don't like I'm like I I don't think women are better I think that men and women have different roles and have different strengths and both should be celebrated honored used etc um so I totally can get behind that and I really liked the way that she worded that Yeah, I guess I did add this part in here. I said, I think you're right. I guess it's like most groups, um, the fringe radicals are the ones that get the most attention and often form the general public's limited understanding. And she said, yes, 100%. So I think that is, you know, you hear the feminists in quotes are the ones who hate men and, you know, want to overthrow the government or whatever. (laughs) Oh, Drew's back with a battery. Did it not get done? All right. All right, Opie. Get Adelon out of here. She's being very needy. She keeps wanting us to pick her up and hold her. Is she getting more that way with age, or is it just uh, circumstances outside? Every now and then, like... Maybe once or twice a week, she'll just keep jumping like a little kid, like just keeps putting his arms up and she'll just keep like putting her arms up and she won't stop until one of us picks her up and literally holds her on her hip like a, like she just puts her little paws around your, behind your shoulders and holds on and you just carry her around. She's so sweet. <laughs> 45 pound dog. <laughs> Human toddler. But yeah, she loves it. So yeah. Well, that was there good. You go. Um, Yes. We like to hear from you guys. Please enlighten us. If we say anything out of line or that you agree with or like or laugh, let us know. We like to hear that. Mm-hmm. Or if you have another, just anything that you're like, I'm not sure how I feel. Yeah. Um, what are your guys' thoughts? We can certainly oh, we'll try, let you know. try to talk about it. Uh, have, like Share our perspective. Oh, you know what we should do? We should have our listeners write in one word topics they give us a word and we just talk about it <laughs> that would be pretty fun actually <clears throat> so see what we can come up with i'm sure it'd be all kinds of things <laughs> okay <laughs> well speaking of opie being a baby <laughs> this brings me to my pinterest topic and this is not gonna go where you th- where you thought when i mentioned pinterest well, already that you have Pinterest and then being a baby, mm-hmm. it's 
gone way in a different direction. So I should actually let me do you is your phone on can I text you something? Actually I don't know if I mm-hmm. can. Hopefully this doesn't give your phone or computer a virus. With that being said. Okay. I freaked out for a second. I was like, I hope I sent you that link and not someone else. Okay, so this is just to give you a visual, and I will post this. This will be linked on our website for anyone else who needs a visual for this. So I'm on Pinterest, and I do a lot of it for my, I do a lot of wedding stuff, a lot of house inspiration, clothes, the typical, typical stuff. And out of nowhere yesterday, I got an invitation. So-and-so, someone who I have no idea who she is, so-and-so has invited you to be part of this board. And I don't do that a lot. I don't really quite understand how to use the collaboration, but apparently you can invite people to pin to different boards. And Hmm. it's a collaborative thing. Um, I've used it with clients before and that type of thing. But this person I don't know. And the board is titled My Name, Kaylee. That's it. Uh Uh-oh. And so I click on it because there's no picture or anything and on the notification, so I click on it. It opens a board from a complete stranger. The board is titled Kaylee, and there's one pin on it. And the pin is a baby doll, a realistic baby doll. Oh, gross. That's it. No. So I was like, that's weird. <laughs> it's titled my name, and it's a baby doll. <laughs> And so I got curious about it, and I clicked on it. Apparently, the baby doll's name is Kaylee. And then I clicked the link that it went to, and it's called Kaylee's... I don't don't understand this. Kaylee's Brand Sparkling New Baby Doll. It's a truly real collector's edition, handcrafted, real-touch vinyl skin, hand-rooted hair... She's posable and weighted for realism. No. It's $140. No, this is a weird fetish thing. <laughs> and the description says, and I will post this link so anyone can read this, or I don't know if I should. Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe this is... Maybe just a screenshot. Fake news. Okay, that's a good idea. Good idea. Um, Kaylee's pretty blue eyes, which they got this that wrong. This is making me uncomfortable. I- <laughs> Kaylee's pretty blue eyes are sparkling, and that's not all. From oh. head to toe, I haven't read this in full yet. I've just skimmed, so we'll see where this goes. Who knows? <laughs> Might get weird real quick. From head to toe, this precious newborn's entire ensemble is adorably outfitted in bows and bling to welcome her home. Now turn heads with Kaylee's brand sparkling baby doll, available exclusively from this company. Um... This adorable newborn doll is handcrafted of soft real, real touch vinyl. Turn heads. <laughs> so does this mean <laughs> you're and be like parading this baby <laughs> doll around town? Like what? Maybe, what do you? Where are you turning maybe, heads at? Maybe they've been listening to the podcast and they know I'm afraid to to vaginally birth a child, so they've offered me an alternative. Yes. I don't know. I mean, I don't need to read on. You get the thing. This whole website has all these baby dolls, and they actually look really well done. I will say if I was in the market for a fake, real-looking baby, I might shop here. Um, What freaked me out, though, is I kind of feel like, because I noticed in reading in the description they spelled Kaylee different in the title, as in the description they spelled it with two E's, which is incorrect for my name. So I wonder if they, are they naming these babies for different people they find online and sending them links or like what is happening with this? Or is it actually, this is actually a Kaylee doll and they found me because they were searching for Kaylee on Pinterest. I don't know. I don't know what circumstances led this person to invite me to a board with this baby. It worked. It got me to the website. So I guess they're they're a marketing genius. No. <laughs> <laughs> now that I've read it for the podcast, I can block because I, I left it open. I left the invitation. I didn't accept or decline because I wanted. I didn't want to lose the link. I wanted to share this with you. 
If I start getting ads for fake baby dolls, I'm going to be so mad. Have I shared on this podcast about the fake Wolverine baby dolls? No. That I (laughs) thought I did. Somehow I found, (laughs) what was it? I think it was a Facebook video. There's this girl or woman who she specializes. So she makes realistic baby dolls, but she makes them look like little Wolverine babies. And they're really well done. And she takes a lot of time. She like hand does each hair and they look like I could see how that would be really good for like movies or something. Like it looks like a real, I'll find the link for this as well and post it. (laughs) Um, That's what she does. That's her job. Uh, she sells these Wolverine baby dolls. And they're weighted, so they feel like a real baby. Uh, Isn't this odd? I don't like any of that. Um, you know, maybe it's fine that she has that skill that she could make those. I could see that being applicable to the movie industry uh-huh. or, you know, special effects, any of those kind of things. But... That doesn't seem, just based on the limited information you just delivered, that that's who her target audience is. So imagine the freaking weirdos on the other end that are buying these things. Yes. And then it's like, of all things I could do with these skills, I decided to make them into human-weighted baby Uh-oh, size. Uh-oh, I seem to lost connection. Well, this podcast is brought to you by So Truly Real Baby Dolls. They are real touch vinyl. Um, They have interest-free monthly installment payment plans. I'm just reading off the website here now. If you buy now, they're guaranteed arrival by Mother's Day, which is too late if you're listening to this podcast. $140. (gasps) They have a soft baby powder scent. Oh, and you get a certificate of authenticity with your purchase. My gosh. Well, hopefully we can reconnect here shortly so that I don't have to sit here and look at this baby doll. Yikes. Hannah, come back. I don't want to be with baby Kaylee. There we go again. Okay. Oh, my Lanta, you left me alone with that baby. (laughs) You left me alone with that baby. (laughs) I pulled it up after the... Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. So you saw her? yuck. What did you think of her? Uh, mm-mm. Okay. I mean, it seemed like good craftsmanship, but why would you ever, ever, <laughs> ever want that? Uh, so before we got booted off of FaceTime for whatever reason, I said, I said, baby Kaylee, and it reminded me that... Baby Todd? <laughs> Uh, no, but it reminded me, uh, Micah Micah and I went to Amigos one time, which Amigos is a fast food Mexican restaurant chain, and the waiter, or not the waiter, the cashier guy, we were inside the restaurant, and he asked what my name was to put on the order, and I said, Kaylee, and he looks at me with the most excited face, and he goes, like, baby Kaylee. I said, what? He goes, (laughs) he, he goes, baby Kaylee. And Micah and I looked at each other like, uh, I think you have the wrong person. He goes, no, like, your name is Kaylee, like the rapper, Baby Kaylee. Have you ever heard of the rapper? Apparently there's some rapper named Baby Kaylee that this guy was a fan of. So. Oh. Well, yeah, you should have known. I know. You should know every other Kaylee. (laughs) She spells her name really weird, though. Not like, not like how I do. But anyway. Well, where the, when this story started, when you were saying someone basically stalked you on Pinterest, gave you a personal ad. Well, I don't Pinterest. know. If, I don't know if stalking. I don't want to throw her under the bus. She's marketing. Okay. She invited and me to a board. Probably breaking the terms of. <laughs> she invited me to a board with my name as the name and a baby mm. doll. 
Uh, well, the creepiness level of that reminded me of a story that Mike told once in college. So Mike was uh, in the design program with us. And he said he was up really late one night. I don't know if you heard the story. I don't know. You, I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> so <laughs> it was freshman year, and uh, the art building closed at like ten or something stupid early. And so a lot of times well, I have to go find other places to work. Because in college, ten is early. Now I'm like ten. Yeah, that's way past that my does, bedtime. But that checks out. Yeah. In college, that was when I was like getting warmed up. Like, oh, I have a few more hours of the night ready to do homework. Yeah. It's about time to head on over to do something. So, um, this was probably much later in the night. It was a, you know, a big project around finals or something. And so Mike was down in the basement of his dorm, like had his stuff all spread out, been down there for hours. But he said, I was the only person up. It was like two or three in the morning. And, um, this guy walks up and he'd, you would remember him. He was in our GS 101 class or whatever that was. Mm-hmm. And he was the one with the computer all the time. The like scary guy that argued all the points of, do you remember him? I don't know if I do. Uh, so he always had his laptop with him. I think he was very smart and he was like the computer hacker mm. genre of personality so that that was him so he shows up and he's like he didn't say anything mike's like hey how's it going walks up to him with a little piece of paper sets it down on the table slides it over to mike and mike picks it up looks at it it's a social security number (laughs) and he was like uh how'd you get this and he just laughed at him and then walked away and mike's like don't know how he knew i was down in the basement don't know why he was looking into me. Don't know why he wanted me to know he knew my social security number. My jaw but, um, is on the table right now. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? So I I think, I can't remember if Mike told me that story or if Todd told me that story, but I will never forget that because I remember thinking, God, that's so freaking weird, but also kind of funny. Because Mike was like, I wasn't really scared or anything, but it was just kind of weird. <laughs> it's like, it's very weird. What, how do you follow up with that interaction? Do you find him the next day and say like, hey, buddy, what was that? Or do you just keep a close eye on your bank account for a while? Like, what do you, how would you handle that? Yeah, like, hey, change buddy, change you your social security anything? number? I'm, I'm uh, heading down to Amigos for, for <laughs> some dinner. Do you, do you want to? You want a dollar taco? <laughs> beefy cheesy? Yeah. <laughs> That is so, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny that you've never heard that story before. No, I don't know that story. <laughs> well, also, while we're talking about Mike and Todd, I was thinking about this last night, actually, because I woke up at 2.30 in the morning, but isn't, I think 2.30 is like the hour of the devil or like yep, the that's when, spirits or something. Yep. So there was one night, uh, it was when, I think it was the summer when um, me and Todd were living in our two houses, mm-hmm. but none of the other roommates were there. So Todd and I were there all summer and it just worked out that all of our girlfriends rented this house and right next door, all of our guy friends rented that house. So we didn't even know until we, we were moving in. Yeah. We're like, Hey um, neighbor. Yeah. And we're like, that's fancy this. Um, so yeah, Todd and I spent a lot of time together that summer and there was one weekend where Mike was in town and we were all hanging out and first some reason we were talking about 2:30 is the you know the hour of satan and something or other it was getting pretty late and i kid you not at 2:30 all the power shut off for a second and turned back on and we were like ah! and i don't know like what happened there's no other reason for it other than he's like watching you guys because that was it was really weird but do you think that do you feel like that was like a confirmation in some way from some sort of spirit or other worldly thing or do you think it was just a freak accident i mean the fact that we had talked we were like kind of talking about that stuff that night and then said, Oh, it's almost two 30, you know, that's getting to be the hour. And then literally at two 30, the power just blink and then back on. We're like, 
okay, that wasn't very cool. I didn't, we didn't <laughs> like that very much. <laughs> Mind you, Mike is the guy that watched a scary movie and then literally salted their entire <laughs> dorm room. Do you remember that? I was like, why is there salt everywhere? Oh, like every doorway was salt. I do. I do now that you say that. Yes. Uh, Gosh. So, yeah. Those stories didn't really have anything to do with anything. Just creepy. Creepy, trip, creepy. Trip down memory lane. <clears throat> <clears throat> Yay. Cool. Um, do you have something happy to talk about or, like, not... Well, you know, since we have been talking about college, why don't you talk about your college hard drive? Oh, okay. So, I mean, well, <laughs> we should do a drinking game for this podcast. Every time we start a topic or start an episode saying, well, I don't have too much to talk about this, or this really isn't that exciting, <laughs> but I'm going to bring it up anyway. So, <laughs> I've mentioned before, and specifically when we were talking about a professor from college that Hannah and I both really liked a lot Wolfram I had made a documentary about him in college and I thought how fun would it be to find that documentary that I made of him and share it with you guys or post it or save it somewhere and so I looked for my college hard drive I found my college computer that unfortunately doesn't even turn on anymore and I couldn't find it couldn't find it and so I was kind of bummed because I was like all my projects from college are on that hard drive and I posted a photo of Micah's hard drive on our Instagram to show the size because we had talked about when we were in college, take note, grandchildren, when we were in college, hard drives for your computer, external hard drives were, I mean, how big do you think that is? Eight, nine inches long, five pounds. You had to have a special bag to carry it in to hold all the cords. It had to have an external power source. Um, mm -hmm. and this was just a regular hard drive, like, and today they're teeny tiny and they're, they weigh nothing, they weigh nothing. Probably you wouldn't even need a hard drive today. You just need a jump drive. Yeah, exactly. I, I doubt it was that large of a hard drive. So yeah, probably like a 500 gigabyte, 250 gigabyte, <laughs> who knows? So I posted a picture of that on our Instagram. If you want to see how massive this thing actually was, but I was kind of bummed I couldn't find mine because it had all my college stuff on it. And not that I would ever use it for anything, but just to, I don't know, have like all the college artwork I made that I thought would be kind of fun. Anyway, Micah found his, so I was super jealous. And so he wanted to plug it in today. This literally happened today. He said, hey, can we plug that in? I want to see what's on there when he was home for lunch and plugged it in. And it was my hard drive, not oh. his. So he was super bummed, but I was over the moon because I was going through it. It, had, it has like all my Africa photos from when I went to Africa. It has all my illustration projects. And it was just, it had my Wolfram documentary, which I haven't watched yet. So I don't know if I'll share it with you guys or not. Oh. Um, but I was just happy to have that back. And um, he does have another hard drive that, that we think is his it just the new computers don't have that plug-in anymore so we had to order a piece off of amazon <laughs> to be able to plug it in <laughs> um because he had an older version because he started the program a little earlier than we did so he got a different version of the hard drive anyway i found my college hard drive so i was happy about that and i'll look through it and and filter before i share anything but um yeah that's my I should, my story. I should see if I can find mine. I think I think I know where it is, uh, but it'd be kind of fun if we, like, shared our projects because <sighs> we had all the same and projects. It, you know what's funny is going through – I mean, honestly, when we say 10 o'clock was early, I kid you not, it was a normal day for me to work on homework till 2, 3 in the morning. That was very typical for me, and I am a night owl, so I do a lot better with working creatively at night, but – and I played volleyball, so, like, that would take up my evenings, too. But um, it's crazy to remember how much time and pain and energy and work went into all those projects. I mean, they were intensive projects, and they were big undertakings. And I feel like we did them in, you know, fairly short amount of time, a lot of times, quick turnarounds. And it's funny remembering all that and then looking at them now. And I'm like, 
I see where I was going with that, but <laughs> I don't know if I would have maybe executed in the same way now, but it's just kind of fun because, I mean, they're still, like, decent, and it's just funny to see, like, my portfolio from my first job interviews and, like, people who are older than me now are looking at that portfolio and, like, looking to hire me. I don't know. It's just kind of funny to see the progression of your work and... What's interesting specifically about the college that we went to is I feel like I could look at just about anyone's work and tell that they kind of went through that same program, if that makes sense. It was all kind of like you were taught to do the same thing, kind of. And Mm -hmm. so it's kind of interesting to see some of mine compared to, you know, Micah's or someone else's. But it is kind of fun to look through. So if you find yours, let me know. We could maybe share some of that stuff. I wrote it down and circled it. So I'm, I'm going to see if I can find <laughs> it. I think I know where it's at. I, I've definitely come across it a couple times and I found this weird journal thing I did. I don't even remember what class it was for, but I like s- sewed it all up and did all these weird illustrations and like wrote all these stories. And it basically just went through like six months of a period of time that That's I was in cool. then. And it was just, like, these stories about some of them were kind of interesting and some of them were just, well, we went to cafeteria today and then did this and then did that That's and I went to funny. bed and that was it. <laughs> well, and what's kind of interesting, too, and unique about our degree, the classes that we took, is I don't think people who are history majors or accountants or physicists or whatever are maybe they're probably not looking back at their college homework and reminiscing so there's something unique about being an art student and like looking back and you just have a like your artwork was visual our artwork was drawings and paintings and illustrations and typography and posters and pictures and so it's kind of a cool little snapshot Mm -hmm. of that time in our lives so just kind of cool yeah, it is kind of fun. Not saying that you look back on it and be like, wow, look how good we were. It's more of like, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I remember how I felt when I was doing this, or oh, it reminds me of these thoughts. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, I have. So I'll talk about Audi, and then I'll talk about my other things. I think it will lead well into your last okay. your home renovation. So I don't remember if you said, do you have an Audi in Grand Island? No. I believe uh, there's one in Lincoln, but we do not have one here. So, so please I, tell me what I'm missing out on. <laughs> yeah, I had gone when it first opened a few times. And the first time you go, if you don't know what you're getting into you're not going to be prepared at all. <laughs> so this, this is how I'd describe it. I went in, uh, and all the shopping carts are hooked together. I wouldn't say in. I guess I walked up, and outside, all the shopping carts are hooked together. Can't get them apart. I'm like, well, what the heck is this? I guess <laughs> I'll just see what happens when I go inside. So I, I went inside, and it's basically a, a box store. Like a small version of a box store. So they don't take things out and put them on the shelves. They like put them in the boxes that they're shipped in and put them on the shelf. And instead of being like, here's 17,000 kinds of peanuts, here's three. You get the salted, the honey roasted, and one other kind. And, oh, you want uh, trail mix? We have two kinds. Or, oh, down here, here's the there's two kinds of tortilla chips or maybe even one. So it's like they just narrow everything down and they don't have everything so it's not a place that you would go if you're like the kind of I'm gonna buy for two weeks and stock up on all my groceries and get everything I could ever need it's it's not that kind of a place but their prices are really good so like I got a whole pack of asparagus for like 250 and it's like two meals worth or um I'm trying to think of what else I oh I got Two bottles of wine for two ninety nine each. Wow, and it's pretty good wine, and I don't know, just different things like that. And like they have really pretty good produce. I think a carton of eggs is eighty cents, and like milk is really cheap. And so it's a nice 
well, I don't know. Just it, it simplifies a lot of choices. So you're just like, yep, 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 that looks good. And, and next week it might not be there. So uh, you kind of get to pick what's in the store and like, oh, that sounds good. I'll work with that. So then the most jarring part, though, is the checkout. <laughs> so if you don't have a cart, uh, it makes it a little bit hard. But um, I think the first time I was like carrying all these things and I threw them down on the conveyor belt. And I actually do think the first time I went, now they keep a cart at the end of the aisle. So they'll just throw all of your stuff into a cart. I don't think they had a cart there. So they were like handing it to me as they were (laughs) swiping it over the scanner. And I've never seen faster scanners in my entire life. Like you can have a full conveyor belt and they'll have it scanned and be like, your card, please. In 30 seconds or less. Like it is (laughs) insane how fast they are. So they're just like running things through, throwing it over the scanner, and then they're like, okay, pay and go. And they don't give you bags, so you have to bring all that. And um, the way to get a cart is you have to put a quarter in it. So you put the little quarter in, it pushes the thing out, and then at the end you get your quarter back. But So that's kind of the Aldi experience. That was like the worst way I could possibly explain it. But, uh, yeah. I would not have expected that. Yeah, I I didn't know that that's what it was. I wouldn't have expected any of that. <laughs> and yeah, so what is the the whole cart thing? Is that people are stealing carts or what? Yeah, I think it's they just try to keep it contained as possible. So the most checkout people I've ever seen there is like three, and the lines have been fifteen people in each line, and it still only takes like five minutes to get through. Like it's. It's fast, so that keeps moving. They don't have to hire people to go out in the parking lots and round up the carts because, you know, you either can't get a cart. Like, if you're purposeful enough to bring a quarter, you're probably going to return it to where it needs to go. Um, So I think it's just a lot of those kind of things, and they don't, you know, don't have... You can buy bags. They do have a couple different bags, but you have to pay for each one. It's only, like, 10 or 7 cents. So if you're really just like, oh, I stopped by and I didn't bring my own... But it's just like cutting down on, you know, there's not people that are constantly stocking the shelves or doing these things because like, well, we'll just put a new box out and like dump the rest of the stuff in here. So it's, I think it's just the the German mentality of streamlining. It's very efficient sounding. And I don't know if this, if I'm getting this 100% correct, but I've heard that they have a lot of, I don't know if it's like chefs or buyers or testers or something and so they'll test a bunch of hot sauces, we'll say, and they'll pick like two of the best. And so it's basically saying like, of all the ones we've tried, we have picked the best uh, quality and the best price. And that's what we're offering the store. So that's why they're, I think their prices are low and pretty much, you know, everything is going to be like, oh, that's a decent brand if they're offering it in the store. So, yeah, um, Drew and I were in there the other night or other day and we needed some toilet paper. So we went and grabbed the toilet paper that Ali had to get <laughs> home and it is lavender scented. Oh, or the, the <laughs> I think the tubes are. And because the first time I pulled some off the roll, I was like, what is where is the smell coming from? <laughs> And then I was like, oh, this is kind of nice. So, <laughs> I've been enjoying, uh, enjoying that. That spices so. up your bathroom life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never been yeah, to one, but now now I know what to expect. I didn't realize mm-hmm. that that's how that worked. Yeah, I, I guess it's similar to Sam's Club in some ways, but mm-hmm. not as big. Obviously, it's just much smaller. And, so... Yeah, I like it. Cool. All right, so my my last thing before we get on to what I'm truly excited about is your living room renovations. Um, this weekend, Drew and I went to, on Saturday, you know Daniel. You never met Kara, but you know who Kara is. So mm-hmm. Daniel got his master's and Kara got her undergrad and they graduated and uh, had their graduation party out in Greenville because they're both from there and... Drew and I are like, what is this address we're going to? It was like in a weird neighborhood. <laughs> Why are we going to Greenville? Like all this stuff. And then uh, show up. It's just this little house. And, you know, nothing 
I mean, it's nice, but it was just in a cul-de-sac. We're like, what in the heck? Go in this house and go out back, and it is a paradise. It it was like the most amazing backyard I've ever seen. <laughs> so they had a huge, huge porch. Uh, you know, a bunch of people out on the porch, and uh, their living room there connected to the porch was just you know full windows so out onto that, and it was all covered. Um, there was a sauna on the porch, mm-hmm. and like big TV that they'd mount out, mounted out there and, you know, lights and ceiling fans and all that stuff. And then terrace, like three or four terraces down. So all landscaped and this terracing down to a pool. And so then the pool had like a huge area around it. And there was a little, um, like bathroom shower pool house next to that. And then on the other side of the pool, there was a little gazebo, uh, that you could go sit down in like on another level down. And then there was beach chairs all around and then at the very back end of the whole backyard was a tiki tiki bar. <laughs> so he built this bar, uh, had like a sweet surround sound system out there, uh, working like beer keg and had all you know all this stuff. Holy cow! <laughs> um, and and then like off to the clear to the left, there's an old putting green. So there's like a, a putting green over there. Plays a mini golf, and then he had this little like smoker hut built out of bricks and and whatever and so like every, everywhere i looked i was like drew did you see that and like look at that it's over like there. disney world and it was amazing and he called it fiesta island and he based <laughs> it off of some place he goes in key west and so like drew and i only knew daniel and kara there we didn't know anybody else and so we we're just hanging out and like you know meeting new friends and we ended up talking to the guy that owns the house and he they're like what what have you done here and he's like i bought most of it this way and he says i lived here for about three or four months and i was like yeah i want to die here so he's like so then i started putting some money into it and like he rebuilt the whole the whole bar and kind of extended the the deck of this and the and the other cool part is it's completely surrounded by huge trees oh that's nice so he says the neighbors on both sides he's like i can crank this music up as loud as i want and they can't mm-hmm. hear anything because the trees muffle muffle it all so he says, yeah, if you guys ever want to come over and hang out, just let me know. He says, if I'm here or not, I, I don't care. Just come in. Don't make a mess. And, you know, hang out. What, bring whoever you want. It's fine. And he says, there'll probably be other people over here, especially in the summer. And so he's already invited us back for, like, two different things. And That's awesome. Put us in the secret Facebook group. He's like, yeah, just, <laughs> just, just let me know. <laughs> so He's not, like, a murderer, like, is he? He's, like, a... <laughs> Well, I don't think so. We're like, we could be getting into something real weird. He doesn't sell baby dolls? It seemed fine. Probably not. Okay. Is he a relative of either of them or nope. just a friend and he and he likes to host? He's a 60-plus-year-old man and his wife, and they just, he's like, I'm not quite retired yet. And he says, I want to work till I'm 70. And he says, but this is where I, this is where I want to retire. This is what, what we do. And he said, we have people over all the time, and we just want to have have a good time and have friends. And he's like, we can't call them parties anymore because we're we're too old, so we call them gatherings. So we like to have a lot of gatherings. <laughs> oh boy, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it was it was really cool, and he was, he was a super nice guy, and he was just like, hey, I don't know you guys, what's going on? And so just got to know us, and I feel like a lot of people that age are either a little bitter or kind of sassy towards you know those millennial people i'm (laughs) sassy towards those millennial people (laughs) but yeah he was just like super cool and said yeah you guys seem cool you want to come back anytime i'm totally fine with it that's awesome i have heard mm -hmm. i have a couple couple follow-ups a Dave Ramsey thing, I think I've mentioned him before, he was talking about homes. A caller called in and asked if he thought it would be smart for them to invest in remodeling their kitchen. And mm. he had an answer that I really, it. I think we all know it, but he just put it in such a simple way. He said, people buy a yard attached to a house. Like, the reason that they probably bought that house or why people buy stuff is they buy the land or the yard or the location and then they can make they can make do with the house that is attached to that land but or people buy a kitchen and then there's just a house attached to it like people aren't buying mm-hmm. necessarily the whole house they're buying like the valuable 
part of it. So when you're looking at real estate or whatever, you know, location is always very important or whatever updates you're making. But that yard sounds like he is making the absolute most of every square inch and has a bunch of fun stuff. And it's cool that he likes entertaining. I'm not really geared that way and so like on hgtv when a couple is looking at a house and they're like we need a room to entertain we need to entertain i don't mm-hmm. i don't get that all the time but hearing you describe that sounds awesome well i just sent you a picture so you should see if you can open it oh my gosh <laughs> isn't that amazing that is really nice so uh, for you listeners who can't see, it's it's seriously just a wall of really tall evergreen trees that goes around the whole perimeter. And then, like, are those palm trees? And then a really um, nice pool that, like, it looks like it could be in Mexico. It has, like, turquoise water in the pool with little pool floaties. Mm-hmm. And then, like, these little tiki shades with, like, the what is on top of those, like, bamboo or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really yeah, those nice. are uh, banana plants, which I love banana plants. Some people will grow huge ones around here. But yeah, you can't even see, like, that's probably about maybe two-thirds of it. There's yeah. still a third that you can't see from that picture because there's so much on the other two sides. But yeah, so you can post that picture so everyone can see. And if you come come to Tennessee, maybe we'll go hang out with our new friend. <laughs> That's really cool. Oh, a second follow-up. Are you and Drew in the home that you will die at? No. I mean, if you had your choice. Who knows? I mean, we love this house, but... um, Yeah, we just don't really see ourselves living in Johnson City, Tennessee forever, so... It's more of it. If I could take this house with me, I would. Yeah. an interesting concept this is where i want to die (laughs) Uh. so what's going on with your house i saw micah was working on the bathroom you were working on the living room (laughs) the saga that is the bathroom it's still being worked on (laughs) he is working on it it just is taking a long time he's a perfectionist with ocd and he's tiling so it's just taking some time. Let me tell you, though, it is every line in that bathroom is going to be parallel, perpendicular, 90 degrees, straight. It's going to be done very well um, when he finishes with that. So we had said that this last weekend it's going to be like a housework day. I didn't have a wedding and Micah wanted to make progress on the bathroom, and so he said, let's just board the dog so the chief doesn't bug us. And so I knew I was going to do something on the house, but I didn't quite know what yet, and I woke up, and I thought, oh, I could work on, or something I could do is I can paint. I can paint the living room. I want to paint it before we get the new floors in, so I can even paint just over our current carpet. We currently had, like, orange carpet. (laughs) from whatever era that Pete bought the house, I'm sure. So I'll just, I'll take the trim off so that I can paint over the carpet and then we can worry about the floors later. Well, let me tell you, one thing just led to another and it was like, I... Yep, (sighs) always does. I'm going to back up even more. So come to find, we have confirmed now that all the walls in our house are made of concrete. So there's that. So the trim Mm. is nailed into the concrete with, like, three-inch-long nails. I mean, long. And normally when you do trim, you use, like, finishing nails that are pretty short. But since it's plaster and concrete, it's not, like, our house isn't made of, like, concrete bricks. It's, like, made of cement board, if that makes sense. I didn't know that houses were built this way till this house. So anyway, they had to use super long nails to make the trim stay on. So I was having a really hard ri- hard time ripping it out. Are they what? Are they going into the the studs? So is it like cement board over studs? I guess it's cement board over drywall over studs. Oh wow! It's really thick. It's a really solid house. And I told my guy, I said, if we ever 
we would love to build our like a custom house someday. I said, we're going to find the man who built this house and we're hiring him. And Micah said, he's probably dead or in a home. But I said, we got to have this guy <laughs> because he did it right. They don't, I mean, current houses that are built, I know sometimes they just kind of slap them up. But this house is like, yeah, so it's a, it's a thin layer of plaster over cement board, over drywall, over studs. So they used really long that, nails, I'm assuming, to get to reach through the cement board. Um, so I'm yeah. a little concerned with my plan of using regular nails, like regular people. I don't think I think they're just gonna bend or not work. Anyway, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. So I'm trying to rip these out and I was like, <laughs> I am having such a hard time because the trim was behind the carpet tack strips so i couldn't so i couldn't rip i had to break the trim in half in like two pieces to be able to get it out from underneath the carpet tack strip so then i decided i said i'm just i'm just fighting i'm cracking the wall because it's plaster so when i'm ripping these nails out the wall is cracking so i'm just fighting against myself so you know what we're gonna take the carpet out anyway i'm just gonna take out the carpet strips so I take out all the carpet strips so then I can pull out the trim. And then Micah comes out and he goes, well, why don't you just tear out the carpet? And I said, I'm not doing that because then we're going to sit here. If I've learned a lesson from the bathroom, it's that I'm going to be sitting in this house with no floor for a year and I don't want that. He said, it's fine. Just rip mm-hmm. it out. And he said, if you rip it out, that'll make us do it. And I said, you know, that's a good th- that's a good thought, but that's exactly why I ripped the tile out of the bathroom a year and a half ago. <laughs> and look at where we are today. But he said, it's fine, just do it. So me wanting to paint turned into me tearing out the carpet strips so that I could tear out the trim. So then I tore out the carpet and the carpet pad, and then I painted everything. <laughs> and I was proud of myself for getting that all done in one weekend with all the furniture still in the room. Um, it was a little challenging. I'm really sore. Mm-hmm. But it went well. I actually didn't paint. I had, hadn't completely painted everything. We had one wall that needed plaster patched up. Pete tried to cover it up and didn't do a great job. Sorry, Pete. It wasn't, it wasn't done well. It was all <laughs> wavy and cracked and bad. So we repatched that up. So I had to wait for it to dry before, before I can paint. But other than that, all but one wall painted. I think I'm going to go over it another time. But It looked white, was it? Are yes. you just doing white? Yep. Just doing white. Cool. Ay, yay, ay. It was well, something here, let else. let me tell you something. Teach me about uh, plaster. <laughs> well, uh, you know, all I really know about plaster is that I'm good at taking it out. Yeah. <laughs> And all of our plaster is covered in many, many layers of wallpaper, so that is a whole other yeah bag of nuts. But yeah. um, are you guys going to do the, like, click-and-play floor? Yeah, so we actually have the floor. It's been purchased, and we have it. The only hang-up, the only reason we're not just, like, going with the floor, because Micah knows how to install it. It just clicks together. It's laminate. It looks mm-hmm. very real. Um, mm-hmm. We ser- I searched for a really long time to find it, and I was being kind of picky about it because I was like, I want to like it, and I want it to fit in this budget, and I also wanted it to be water-resistant because I wanted to put it in the kitchen. So that was really important to me. Not all laminate, come to find, you, you can't put it where there will be water or it warps and bad news. So we got some that is it's water-resistant. If you spill on it, it's fine. It's rated to be able to be in wet areas or whatever for a little bit so it took a long time to find it and the only hang up with laying it is since we are putting it in the kitchen I tell you doing a house is like a it's a puzzle piece we want to put it in the kitchen so we need to know what we're doing with the kitchen cabinets and layout so that we can we can't lay the floor until we know what we're doing with the base cabinets. If we're ripping them out, if we're painting what we have, if we're rearranging anything, we need to know that so that we know how to lay the floor. <laughs> anyway, so what we might end up doing is laying it in the living room. We're doing the same floor in the full upstairs besides the bathroom. So we may just lay the living room and hallway and then kind of just leave it you know, leave it staggered um, mm-hmm. till we decide what we're doing with the kitchen and are ready to do that and then and then do it. I don't know. I don't know. 
it's just is like unraveling. But you gotta. The reason we haven't been doing anything and we just have been sitting on this house for years now, a couple years, is because we want to have everything figured out. And I'm like, let's just start it and then yeah, figure, figure it out. <laughs> figure it out. I don't know. <gasps> yeah, that that floor like. I th- once you get it going, I yeah. bet you'll get it. I mean, it, it goes fast. Like the part that kind of gets a little tricky is doorways and things. But right. I mean, you'll probably get that living room done in like a day. Well, and our house also isn't that big square footage. So I'm like, everything we do, if we make a mistake or something, it's not going to be the end of the world. And our living room is just one large rectangular chunk, you know. So I'm hoping that the floor goes down easy. We do have to tear out one little wall because back in the 50s it was really in to put walls right in front of the front door (laughs) but anyway that's what we did this weekend or what i did michael worked on the bathroom and i demoed the living room so now we're just walking carefully or with flip-flops around the house because there are carpet staples sticking out everywhere on the floor yeah (laughs) That was something I'd never done till we had our rental and taking out mm. those carpet tacks. Whew. That's what my mom said. She said it was painful. Yeah. The best way to do it is you have to like slowly pry a little at a time. Like try not to break them. Yeah. And like if you do you have a crowbar yet? Yes. That's how I did all the trim. Just whack okay. that sucker with a crowbar because it was in I mean, two nails, sometimes three nails, every six inches the whole way. Yep. This house was built to last. Um, See, we yeah. we took all of our trim off. Similar situation. Very long nails. But our baseboards are like eight inches. So uh, we wanted to save them all. Yeah. So it was just like panic every time. Like, yes. like sc- <laughs> they, they squeak oh, when they come out of the like, plaster. And oh, we had thought about, that was another it? thing. We'd gone back and forth, back and forth. Do we save the trim? It's original to the house. Do we, you know dismember this like pristine original home if we take the floorboards off do we have to redo the windows and the doors it's all just a thing and we just decided and after talking to other people they're like i mean if you really want to save them you can but it's just a lot of extra work and it's hard to save them and not ruin them so we decided well floorboards are pretty cheap so we'll keep those and then maybe paint the rest i don't know i don't know if we're doing it right or not but yeah, well, what we did in, like, on our house, we saved all the floorboards because they were so tall. Yeah. And it would have been expensive and, like, yes. I don't know. I, I wanted to be able to save them. So as we speak, I'm sitting next to a stack of floorboards <laughs> that I refinished and painted and wood filled and everything. Yeah. So they just need to go back up. But like you said, everything is hinging on something else. So. Yes. They're waiting, um, but in the rental, what we did is we just kept the baseboards on, ripped the carpet out, ripped everything out, and then we um, did quarter round. Yeah, the whole thing. That's probably what so. we should have done. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But those are the things that you learn. It's like you never. It, it's hard to know how to handle things until you do it. Right, and then you don't and, know what's behind it until you do it. You don't know, you know, how it's going to turn out until you do it, and. Mm-hmm. And there's so many things that we've done now that I'm like, I'm never doing it that way again. Yeah. Or, oh, that's way easier than I thought it was going to be. Or yeah. whatever it is. Well, like um, people, I always heard painting cabinets was the worst thing in the entire world. I've painted two kitchens of cabinets. <laughs> Not a big deal. Like, <laughs> highly recommend. So if you're afraid <laughs> to do it and you want to know the best way to handle it, I, I feel like... I enjoyed myself. What are your tips? Did you use like a special kind of paint that clung to it or did you just go for it? Did you sand? What were your, what was your key to success? Well, because I'm considering painting ours. I'm considering just keeping them because they're so nice and they are sturdy and they are solid wood. And to this, the new ones now are like particle board or, you know, the ones that are in our budget are like made of particle board and are just, they're not what how they used to make them and so i'm like ah i don't know for the love of god keep those cabinets (laughs) do not get rid of them Uh, um but yeah so what i recommend doing and what i did on on both is 
remove all of the doors. So maybe if you don't want to do them all at once, but maybe take all the top ones off. Yeah. Um, take all the hardware. You keep keep your pieces of hardware in separate cups and your and your screws and all these separate cups. So like keep everything in a specific place. Um, in the cabinets is a good location for that. Um, and then sand them down. So like the ones at the rental were pretty dirty um, mm. from wherever lived there. I don't know if they'd ever been cleaned. So it took a bit to kind of clean them, sand them down pretty good. Get, you know, if you need to do any filling, like one of the cabinets at our house here had a crack in it. So I glued it and stapled it and wood filled and all that and kind of got it back to a little bit better looking. Um, so yeah, do that. And then we have the sawhorse that, so like they're just, plastic ones from Lowe's I think they're like that Blue Hawk whatever that Lowe's brand is and you get two by fours and there's notches in the sawhorses so you can kind of click them in so it's basically like an extended long table to work on and just put all of your doors on there so you just lay I don't know six or seven of them out at a time and then get a paint roller one of those small foam paint rollers and just go to town so (laughs) um I just use leftover paint that we had from the walls, which if you're like in a rental and in this house where we knew we want to rip the kitchen out eventually, that was fine. And actually the paint here has held up really well. I was kind of interested to see how it would do. And it's been great. And I was even like scrubbing it the other day. No problem. But I think if you really want to make sure, you know, high gloss paint is... um, you have to like use gasoline to clean that off and stuff. So that that's something gonna be a super high end kind of thing. But um, that's an, another tip. Always buy the expensive paint. Mm. Like it just. I did it on this rental because I knew we were gonna be painting a lot of wood paneling. Totally worth it. Yeah, it's the best best decision I think we made on the whole thing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so you just lay them out on your little easel sawhorse thing and just get the roller and go and just do a few at a time. And I, it's not that bad. It really isn't. So then once you get them done, you can, you know, put all the hardware back on and spray painting hardware Mm. makes a huge difference because that can get a little pricey too up here. Yeah. Or, you know, you have to find the ones that the exact holes line up, like if, if they're, two holes kind of things or yeah. fill these holes in or that kind of stuff. So spray painting does a huge difference and that holds up really well too. So just, there you go. And painting the insides of it is a little tedious, but mm-hmm. totally worth it too. It makes it look so much cleaner and brighter and cool. Yeah. yeah. I thought yours looked really good. If you guys listeners want to look at them, they're on our Instagram and in our highlight reel under our home home highlight we post every now and then our little home projects that we do and hannah's cabinets is on there if you want to see how she did that yeah i did that um while drew was gone for a weekend i literally (laughs) did that over two or three days by myself nice yeah so maybe i'll have to fly you out and you can do mine (laughs) That sounds fun. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, fun house stuff. I know all the stuff you're working on. Like, I wish I could be there to help because I love it. (laughs) I I want to lay floors, so I'm like, let Mm, me up those floors. Yeah. Well, Mike Mike is like, we're gonna hire that that out, and I said, what? He goes, yeah, we're just gonna hire that out, and I said, well, isn't that? To me, the hard work of laying floors is prepping. And moving all the furniture out. And that's what we're going to do. Why would we do the hard part and then pay someone to come do the easy part? And I totally understand. He said, well, you're right. Maybe we'll just see, like, with all the other projects, what we have time for. Because I can totally understand it being a time thing. Or if the the amount you have to pay someone, you know, is equals out or outweighs the time it would take you to do it. I'm totally on board with hiring someone to get stuff done. Um but I do know the cuts are really kind of tricky. Um, so like the laying it through the room, you're like, Ooh, this is no problem. <laughs> as soon as you get to a doorway, you're going <laughs> to like, like, what now? <laughs> oh yeah. So that's, that's the only part that I, I drew did all the floor laying, uh, at our, at the rental. 
and that's what he he struggled with. But I don't think we handled the doorway trim very well and different things, and I I wouldn't even really know how to do that. So yeah, well, stay tuned, folks. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you guys will find out. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, did you have any other topics? Nope. I think I'm good. Okay, me too. All, all right. Well, there you go, grandkids. We love you. Kiss, kiss. <laughs> Look at that. that what are know. you drink? What is that? Bud, Bud Light Lime? It's not a bottle of wine. It's a Michelob Ultra prickly, oh. prickly pear. Oh. It's, is that good? Um, for a light beer, this is like, Micah really likes this one, especially in the spring, summer months, because it has, it's lime and prickly pear cactus, and it's very light, very light. Like, I would say it's like, Bud Light with lime flavored, sort of, but better than Bud Light lime. Okay. And it's 95 calories, so it's healthy, pretty much. Mm Mm-hmm. Infused with real exotic fruit, it says. I'm sure. So. From St. Louis, Missouri. (laughs) 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 Anyway. All right. Let me pull up my script from my heart.